Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back. Episode three. Here we go. What are we talking about? We're talking about goal setting. We're headed into the new year and I think it feels natural that we talk about our goals for the year and discuss maybe some celebrations from 2022. Totally. I think goals are so important. I mean, in life, but also, (laughs) um, and this is totally my Enneagram three talking. There's research around the idea that you accomplish more when you set a goal, that if you set a goal, you actually are going to achieve more than if you don't set one at all. And there's also research that if you set a higher goal, that even if you don't hit it, you go further than if you set a lower goal. So like setting goals is important and setting really big goals is important. And so I think as an entrepreneur, one of the things that's so fuzzy is like, what should I be doing? Like you wake up and you just make your own priorities and like, there's no one kind of monitoring what you're supposed to be doing and telling you your deadlines. You have to make those yourself. And so I think because of the nature of what we do, and it's just, we just make it up as we go. um, I think goals are even more important. Let me ask you a question. Are you a resolutions person? Because there's very, there's a big difference between goals and resolutions in my mind. Okay. I kind of am a resolution person, but I'm a resolution person in mostly a goal setting way. And I do agree with you that I think there's a difference, but I'm also a resolution person. Like I am all about, okay, I'm going to call this turning this chapter or this, I want to, this to be my, these to be my priorities. And I, I like the idea of like a word of the year or something like that, but I oh, also I love that idea, but I also like just a couple of priorities, you know, those stupid things that go around on Facebook that are sort of word searches. And then it's like the first three words you see are your 2023 or whatever. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. The idea of finding it in a word search is goofy, but I think you could pick those. You can pick them yourself and rejecting resolutions is fine. If that doesn't work for you, then don't do it because anything that's going to make yourself feel worse about yourself, you should not do. <laughs> yeah. And also You can make resolutions literally anytime you want. I think the start of a new month or the start of a new year or the start of a new quarter is just a natural time to turn a page and embark on something new. We have the power to like choose what we want to focus on or what we want to pursue or what energy we want to change or evolve anytime we want. The new year just happens to be a really convenient, like existential time to do that. And as humans, our brains work in a way that we group things together, we categorize and we create patterns. And so lumping something into a calendar year is a natural (laughs) instinct. 
for how the, just the way our brains work. All of that to say, I am a total resolutions person, but I am an, also an Enneagram three. So I do things very methodically. So I've done things in the past where I've set a resolution to, I want to go to six places I've never been before in the new year. And then in order to be really methodical about that, I start listing what places could I go? <laughs> and when would it be realistic that I could go there? And what would it take for me to get there, right? If the goal is South Korea, then that's going to be a little bit more intensive in both time and money <laughs> and all kinds of other planning resources than like, hey, I've never been to like a different part of Arizona, you know? Yeah. So just kind of deciding what does that look like and what do I want those places to be and what's realistic. Uh, similarly, I set a reading goal every year and we never hit it, which is so <laughs> funny. We're both total readers, by the way. So if you are listening to this and you're a bookworm, tell us what your favorite reads have been from 2022 and what Please. you're hoping to read in 2023 because we love reading. But every year I set a reading goal and it's not even a ridiculous reading goal. It's like 50 books, which is like Goodreads recommendation for your reading goal. It's not a crazy reading goal. And every year I do not hit it. <laughs> so there's that. Listen, but... 50 is listen, 50 is a great amount of books. I do too love Goodreads goals. Don't even get me started. This is getting <laughs> going to get us off topic. Do you think that resolutions really gets a bad rap because it's so frequently tied to like diet culture? I think that's my, that's my oh, idea because you know, everybody's like, I'm going to lose 15 pounds in the first 12 weeks of the year. That's my new, that's my new goal. And then all of a sudden it's not attainable. And so everybody's like, we're, mm. you know what I mean? I think it's so attached to diet culture, which is such a shame because I that love resolutions. You I know, just love actually, new opportunities. There's probably a lot of truth to that related but not necessarily diet culture specific people set quote-unquote resolutions that they aren't actually resolved to do so then they don't actually do them and I think distinguishing resolutions from goals and then saying that goals are things that have plans it's such a thing everyone's talking about so if you're listening to this podcast and you like listening to podcasts you've probably heard eight other podcast episodes in the past month <laughs> that have talked about that and I'm not knocking it like I do think that there's a lot of good, good information and helpful information in that. And what it all comes down to for me is like, you should do what works for you and also what feels good to you. And it doesn't really matter what you call it or when you set it, but okay. So what about you? What do you think about resolutions? And also what do you think about diet culture? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, I love resolutions, but I also am one of those people that love a clean slate. Nothing gets me more jazz than a clean, empty planner that I will then <laughs> fill up and never use again, <laughs> which is something I should probably try to work on. But I do, I love, I love a resolution. I love a clean start. And so for me, what I try to do when it comes to resolutions, I really try to think of it as what's working now and what can I do to grow? Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of people think resolution and change synonymous. I don't think that way. I think of growth. So I think of what I've done this past year. Now, what can I just do to grow? Whether it's business, whether it's my life, my, my marriage, whatever, I want to grow. And this is the year and this is how I'm going to do it. My husband 
and I had a conversation and I asked, I ask him all the time, you know, what do you want to do this next year? I normally ask him this on our anniversary because I'm an Enneagram six. So all I ever do is like, think through everything <laughs> to the nth degree. And so I, and I love to discuss feelings. So I asked him, you know, what do we, what do we want to accomplish this year together as a couple? Never even crossed his mind. That thought of, <laughs> you know, that just goes to show different personality type. I do love a resolution for sure. When it comes to diet culture, my relationship with food and diet and the first of the year, very complicated. I will say I'm now 32 years old and that is just now getting to the part where maybe I don't have to be on a diet all the time. Maybe I don't have to watch or think about the calorie count of everything that I eat, you know? Very deep way of saying I love resolutions and screw <laughs> diet culture. <laughs> it's so interesting without going like way too far in episode three and to like get to know the depths of Sarah's brain and Sarah's <laughs> family and all of that. I'm I'm a heavier, I'm a rounder girl. And I've been that way for my entire adulthood, really. Like, but you know what? I'm making more money than I've ever made. I love my life. I wake up happy in my life every day. I'm not happy every moment of every day because like life is hard, but I'm happy every day. I have an incredible partner who loves me, loves every inch of me, thinks that I'm beautiful, makes me feel beautiful. And I love this life. And I think I also had, this isn't like going to be a whole different <laughs> podcast episode, but I also had this really like huge wake up call for myself when I thought about how I felt toward people I've been intimate with or people I've been really close to. It's like, if I can feel that way about somebody else, why can't I feel that way toward myself? And it just really like changed that for me. So I'm not saying it's not important to be healthy. Like that is a whole other conversation, <laughs> but honestly, that conversation's really between you and your doctor, like, you know, anyways. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, just count this as your permission slip that if you want to set goals or resolutions for the new year, they don't have to be related to your body or food unless you want them to be. And again, I'm just going to reemphasize it's two parts for me. It's what works for you and also what makes you feel good about yourself. Life is too short to feel bad about yourself. So if something makes you actively feel bad about yourself, that's something as my friend would say, to double click on. <laughs> I love Why that. Why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, and I've talked to you a lot about, I grew up with a very religious upbringing. And so I reject a lot of, well, anything. I reject anything that causes me to feel guilt. Guilt is a word that I do not include in my dictionary besides being yes. like, hey, that's guilt, get out of here kind of thing. So when I hear people put some kind of label on somebody else that makes them feel guilty for something as crazy as eating. I'm like, I totally, I can't, I reject it immediately. And also I think that the worst kind of guilt is the guilt we put on ourselves. And I think the biggest lesson for me in 2022 was to continue on the journey of not feeling guilty about anything. At the end yeah. of the day, you owe nothing. You owe, you owe nobody, nothing. You don't owe nobody, nothing. Is that right? <laughs> you don't owe anybody anything, you know, you <laughs> at the end of the day, people are responsible for how they choose to feel. And I think you can only do the best that you possibly can. Now, am I saying that you can go rage out on somebody and it's not your fault? No, but I'm also saying, don't allow somebody to make you feel guilty about something like 
what your body looks like. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's 2022. We do not have time for this garbage. Nope. (laughs) You know, for me, it's always, I've been a thinner person my entire life. So anytime I do gain weight, like when I was in college or when I started working from home, I put 10 pounds on in like the first like two months, just because I wasn't as active as I used to be. It's super, I feel like it's very noticeable to people because I am a thinner, thinner build. So it feels sad to me that it's, it's an issue either way. It's, it's an issue. If you gain too much weight, it's an issue if you're too skinny. And I think it's, it's, first of all, it's exhausting. So we're moving on from this because I think it's exhausting. Okay. But I think it does link back to every, everything is linked, right. But also it does directly link back to business from the standpoint of anything that is going to bring guilt or shame to you is not serving you. So if goals, if the way you think about goals or the way you've thought about goals in the past, like, because I'm an Enneagram three goals are fun to me. Like that's the kind of stuff that gets me jazzed and it lights me up and it's fun. And, and that's what keeps me motivated. But if the way that you've thought about goals or resolutions makes you feel bad about yourself, if the resolutions you're setting are about the things that feel bad, then I would say like, we can reframe that and you can either not participate because you don't have to, or you can do it in a way that feels positive and happy instead. And I love that you said earlier, you like looking at what is working well and how do I do more of that? Right. Because that's different than saying, I hate this or I don't like this and I want to change it. You do have the power to change most of the things that you hate or don't like, but sometimes more realistically is working on the mindset of why you hate it. Like it depends on the thing. So I think it is all related. And I think that this is one of the dangerous things too in business is setting these goals for what other people are telling you you should set or what goals other people are setting. And then you feel like, well, that's not like, I'm not there or I'm not going to hit that where I set this goal and I didn't mean it and it felt bad. Right. And Mm -hmm. so if it's going to make you feel bad, then that's not serving you. Right. So piggybacking off of that, do you have any goals for 2023? I have a million goals for 2023. I'm still a little scattered about it um, because we're recording this in mid-December. And so when you listen to this, it will, well, it will be after the start of the new year. I don't know when you'll listen to it. You could listen to it anytime (laughs) you want, but it's coming out in January. And so hopefully I'll be more organized by then. But some big things that I'm working on with you right now are obviously this podcast and what we can do to to really build and serve a community that we would want to be part of and the community that we both feel like is missing on the internet and and we crave it. So there's a lot of goals around that. I really want to connect with as as many other people as possible who you know are kind of people who fit into this this circle like if you and I are out here then there's more of us and so i i want to connect with as many others as possible i definitely also want to of course grow my own personal revenue and there's some like personal stuff associated with that that i want to achieve as far as like my family, my household. We want a new living room set and we also want a new (laughs) patio furniture set and things like that. Like there's some 
expensive things that I hope come in 2023. I also, as far as my business goes, I'm working on a whole rebrand. I mentioned this briefly in a previous episode, but I started doing business under my name, just Sarah K. Heater, because I didn't want to have to come up with a business name. And so in the last three plus years, I have come up with a name. I have registered it with the state. I am working on uh, the trademark process and everything like that. So moving forward with being able to do business under the actual company, PodFox Media, moving away from doing business just strictly under my name, that's really exciting. And that's like a huge part of 2023 for me. Huge. So exciting. Yeah. So we're working on the branding for PodFox now, which is really exciting and can't wait to show you. And then, of course, I want to travel all the places. Uh, it's the traveling has been so limited for the past few years. And so I like want to get out there and do more traveling. I want to eat all the delicious food. <laughs> Speaking of our, <laughs> like the opposite of having a weight loss goal. <laughs> yeah, I want to like eat all the delicious things. It's more of a vision of what do I want 2023 to look like? Yeah. And less of a a concrete goal list at the moment. What about you? What are your goals? <laughs> so right now, if, if we're, as we are recording this, I'm in the process of trying to decide what I'm going to call my LLC basically. And if you're a virtual assistant and you're listening to this, you know, that you are responsible. Usually anyways, you're irresponsible for paying your own taxes. You're a contract worker. And so you have to pay your own taxes. I have reached a bracket now where it makes more sense for me to have an LLC than to work without, without one. So I have to name it. Now my specialty is branding and marketing for other people. Do you, yes, you do know. (laughs) I was going to ask you, do you know how hard it is (laughs) to pick a name? Yes. It is incredibly hard and incredibly intimidating. I have a couple of ideas of what I'm bouncing around, but it really is going to be decided the name and and all that process will be decided by what route I look to take in 2023. And it's very intimidating. It's not intimidating. It's more just where does my motivation lie, right? So I have the option to stick working through and getting my clients through primarily an agency that I've worked with for the past year and absolutely love, or I have the opportunity to make potentially more money by working on my own through an LLC and starting to take clients on my own. So the point of it though, is <laughs> would I want to be able to scale and bring on and basically start my own little, you know, virtual assistant agency that has absolutely no appeal to me whatsoever. <laughs> I've shared this with you about you say that now you say that now and we'll see a year from now when we're recording our first episode for 2024 if you have an agency (laughs) here's the deal here's the deal does it sound cool yes but you know what it also does it takes me away from working one-on-one with clients and doing the work that I really love I would go from working with all of these awesome clients that I've built relationships with to now managing other virtual assistants and new and their clients right so It's really the difference of, do I want to be in a more managerial role or do I want to stay with how things are? To me, my goal is to make that big decision on what is my business going to look like and what am I going to name it? (laughs) That's like my biggest goal for 2023 from a work perspective. Mm -hmm. And then personally, 
Um, I'm really happy right now. There, there is a lot of pressure I feel in our culture to always have something evolving or changing. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to say, I just want things to stay the same in my personal life. I have no changes. We don't really have a lot of plans in terms of, are we going to travel? I think I'm good. (laughs) I think I'm really good. Life is really okay right now. And I want to just sit with it being okay. I, I feel a lot of pressure sometimes to have a ton of things going on at once. And there's something to be said for just being like, life is okay right now. My house is okay. My husband's okay. You know, my stepchildren are okay. And work is just constantly evolving, but my personal life is the, is the one that just stays the same. And if you were, yeah, it's my constant. And if you were born in a family that there was a lot of changes, there's so much comfort Mm-hmm. and things being constant. So for 2023, I just want things to stay in my personal life. very constant. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that's really, it's really good. And I've been hearing since 2020, I've been hearing a lot of people expressing similar themes, right? Like we, as a society, we're prioritizing rest. We're prioritizing slowing down. We're prioritizing looking at what is actually important? And Mm -hmm. if it's not important, do we even need to keep doing it? And so like doing less and um, resting and slowing down. And and so I think, you know, there's a lot that's kind of tangential to what you were saying. You weren't necessarily saying to slow down. And I don't really relate to the slowing down right now either. I think I did more coming off of like living a corporate life. And then, you know, this is so different. And even though I do a lot in entrepreneurship, I also am doing it from home in like leggings and a sports bra. Right. So (laughs) it's like, it's totally calm and I get good sleep and I don't wake up to an alarm and I, you know, so it's like that feels slower in a lot of respects, even though I feel like I'm doing more in a lot of ways, but regardless, I think that that kind of feeds into what I was saying earlier about having sort of themes or like focus areas. And I think it sounds like for you, like enjoying and appreciating what's good is more or less a resolution. (laughs) Right. And I, I appreciate, (laughs) I appreciate all the inspirational, aspirational things that come through my Instagram feed. I think it's amazing that we live in a society and a culture that you can scroll through and through your social media and be able to see inspirational things like, oh, I want to go there, you know, or I want to cook that, but it's also okay just to be like, you know what? I think I'm good. And that's really how I feel. I just feel like there's no pressure to do anything but what I'm doing. And I do really truly believe that circles back to the fact that I'm very happy in my work life. I think I would be looking for more escapes if I was still, I know I would, I would still be looking for ways to escape if I was still in corporate. But the fact that I work where I live to me feels so dream and goal-like that I don't really need to escape from what I have. And that is like, wow, what a great thing to be able to say. I feel, I feel like that's a goal in itself. Yeah. So speaking of that, thinking back on goals, you maybe set for yourself in the past or things you were resolved to do in the past. What are some things you're, what are some goals you're the most proud of? For sure. Leaving my corporate job. That's a no brainer for sure. 
so my husband and I were, we've been together for almost six years and we got engaged and tried to plan two separate, two, almost three weddings, um, during COVID. And so a goal of mine was when we were able to successfully get married mm-hmm. and we were able to do it safely during a pandemic, that was yeah. a major milestone for us. And I think it feels so monumentous, of course, because it's a wedding and it's a marriage, but also because we did wait so long because we really didn't have a choice, you know, and it was such, there were so many things, um, that were so against us the entire time and ended up being a beautiful, wonderful experience at the end of the day. Mm. That was a big time goal that I'm super proud of talking about reading. I, the last two years before I started my full-time working from home job was reading a hundred books in a year. And I did it two years consecutively proudly. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. The year of COVID, I did 125, which was incredible, right? This year, however, now that I have a business, um, we're stuck at like 20, you know. So That's I will more say, like me. <laughs> well, there like you go. Where I am. <laughs> you know, I have very, very big dreams of still getting back to that. And I think that could probably be something I work towards in 2023 is having more time for my personal self because I dedicate all of my free time to my job. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like work to me. So it feels, it feels like a hobby almost in a way. Now, don't get me wrong. I do work for clients that this is work, right? This is not fun. But for the most part, my job is so great that I don't feel like I need that escape. As I mentioned before, where I think reading was such a big part of what I did to escape my corporate life and dream about other things. Still though, in in the net, in the new year, I would love to be able to read again (laughs) and set some time and be conscious about the fact that I'm not giving myself that personal time. So I answered your question and then I raised you a question. So what is, um, What's something that you're proud of that you accomplished? So the first thing that really comes to mind for me, and I hope that if you're listening, I hope you can relate to this. If not, I guess I'm just the weirdo, but because I have been the primary earner for my family of five, and then actually at this point, which I don't think I've shared this on this podcast yet, but actually my partner now works for my business as well. So (laughs) in a way... I'm the only earner for my family of five now. Um, so, and and that's not, it's not accurate because he, he helps me too. So like we, he produces earn, income through right? helping you. And so that allows me to grow this business. So this business is the income for my family. And so every single month when I pay my bills, it is an accomplishment. It's like, I am pinching myself. I can't believe, I can't believe I can just do this. I can't believe Mm -hmm. that I could just decide I'm not going to get another job and I'm just going to see what I can build. And that just is paying my bills three plus years (laughs) later. Like that's crazy. (laughs) And so, um, that is a huge accomplishment for me. Obviously I want to do more than pay my bills, but every time I can pay my bills with the money that I earned off of the business I built from nothing, that is a huge, huge accomplishment. And so I feel that every time I pay a bill, which is really cool because paying bills sucks. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like you watch all your money leave. So to have a positive 
association with check this out watch me pay this like I did that you know that's so awesome that's a huge one and then another big one also business related that I would say is just a couple of weeks ago um, we decided to go visit my brother who lives in Texas and so Eric and I drove out there instead of flying because flights got expensive again I missed the low air there <laughs> but um it seemed so expensive and uh, I have pretty severe asthma. So I'm kind of in the group that's more vulnerable for COVID anyway. And so if we're going to take that risk flying and it's going to cost a ton of money, like it's just hard to mm -hmm. make that worth it. And so we decided we were going to take a road trip together. We were going to stretch it out and make several stops along the way and really make it into what we wanted it to be. So we took two weeks to drive out there and spend some time at my brother's and then drive back. And I don't think other than like summer camp, I don't think I've ever taken a two week trip in my life. And so to be able to just pick up and go felt really good, you know, and I'm not sitting there feeling like this is using up all my PTO. What happens if I get sick? What happens if a kid gets sick? What happens if there's a family emergency? What, you know, like I don't need to be worried about using limited PTO, which feels mm -hmm. like a huge thing. And then also we paid for that entire trip in cash and still paid our bills. <laughs> and so we had some unexpected expenses come up kid related, which happens. And so like all of those things happening in the same month um, and still being able to take that trip and pay for it in cash. And it was two weeks long. We stayed in hotels. We ate out every meal. I mean, it was like it was wonderful. It was yeah. such a good trip. And so just that we got to take the trip was great. And then also that, again, I could pay for it. I think paying for things has become fun to me because I know that I'm paying for it with money that I made versus mm. a paycheck. And it's such a positive association with money instead of that feeling of like in corporate, they, they so make you feel like you should be so grateful that they are willing allowing to you. you to work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How, what gratitude that you are devoting all of your blood, sweat and tears, right? all of your time, all of your energy, all of it's your effort. Crazy. Like you're so lucky to get this paycheck and you should be so grateful and you're so replaceable that if you, if you don't want to do it, or if you don't want to do what we want you to, or if you don't want to show up then, um, or if we ever decide we're done paying you, there's mm -hmm. a line out the door of people who can replace you, right? Like that's yep. how it feels. And in this case, like this business is just mine. If I didn't do it, literally no one would. And it's not to say there are no other podcast producers out there. Of course there are, especially now there's tons, right? Mm -hmm. But this business itself wouldn't exist if I didn't do it. So it's literally just my money. And that is so cool. I don't know. Anyways, long tangent, but I'm very, very, very proud of the money that I make and the money that I spend. Yeah. I will say, and I mentioned it in the last episode, looking at my income compared to what it was not even five, six years ago is crazy to me. And I'm still growing you know, this coming year will be the first full-time year that I've got to do this at a full-time big schedule, you know, of, of work. Yeah. And so my biggest goal for myself financially would be to see six figures. And listen, the day that I hit a penny over a six figure income for the year, everybody will know about it. Cause I will not be able to shut up about it. And it's <laughs> not because I am like, Ooh, look at me. 
Um, but it would be because I won't believe it. I will not believe it. Even though I know the time I spend, I know the amount of effort that I invest into being a good virtual assistant and education and constantly mm-hmm. being on the learning end of what I do, the day I hit it will be impossible to believe. Do, are you counting earning six figures as like in revenue or in taxable income? I am looking at it from taxable income. I think that's Yeah, that's fair. totally different. I think that's really fair. And I don't think that's how most people talk about it. So that's part of the reason I wanted right? to bring it up. Taxable I think income being like, like your, yeah, I think that feels right. Uh, because so many people talk about $10,000 months and $100,000 years and this and that, and they're talking revenue. They're not talking what your actual like profitability is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Probably in 2023, six figures for me will be, gosh, I don't even want to limit myself. I don't want to limit myself. I'm going to stick with my original answer and say taxable income. Now that when my husband listens to this, who is the guy who does that, he's going to be like, you shouldn't have said that, but that's fine. I, we're going to say taxable income. he's going to be like, it's not going to be that much, but you know what? We're going to say it's going to be that much. (laughs) Well, and it's also, it's a really it's a double-edged sword because you're looking for claiming as much as you can as expenses so that you pay less in taxes because that more accurately represents what your actual take-home money is. And also, you need profitability in this economy. And again, this is U.S. specific. You need profitability in this economy in order to be able to have purchasing power. (laughs) So it's just such a like complicated financial situation where you want to make as much money as you can. We want to make so much money. We want to make more money. But then we're paying all of that in taxes. So it's like, how do I balance that? Oh, taxes. Yeah. It's, it'll be really interesting to see how I can close out the year and look towards the new year for sure, but which I'm excited about. I'm very energized about the new year. And so if you're listening to this and you are excited for the new year, we want to hear from you. And when you're listening to this, it will be 2023. So tell us what your goals are. We want to hear about what you want to accomplish this year and how we can support you and cheer you on. So Sarah, tell them where they can find us. Yeah. Find us on Instagram at Big Brave Business and you can send us a message or you can obviously share something and tag us and we would love that. Or come check out what we have posted. Leave us a comment and let us know what are your goals? How do you think about goals? How do you think about resolutions? What goals are you proud of? Because we want to celebrate with you. That's a big thing we emphasized in a previous episode as well, but we're going to keep on saying it because we are as excited for you as you are for you. Exactly. So we'll talk with you guys soon and talk to you next week.